Guys, welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And we're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me introduce the crew, guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Major Travis Yates, TravisYates.org, to get more information on him, retired from the Tulsa Police Department. Also, Lieutenant Randy Sutton from Las Vegas Metro Police Department. Yep. And he's the founder of The Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. And finally, Dan O'Kelly. And hey, Dan's Dan's a, uh, look, he, Dan's retired. He's done everything, but he's also the founder of gunlearn.com. And hey, if you want to get some serious gun certifications there involving guns and ammo, that's the place to do it. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Arrow Precision, Gauls, AUFire.com, gunlearn.com, bluethegold.com and mymedicare.live. And we're also uh, going to give a shout out to Brian Burns for the free press at tampafp.com for carrying our content. And Ray Dietrich, redvoicemedia.com, we're streaming the eight locations. Three of those are Facebook pages belonging to the Red Voice Media. They've got about a million followers just on the three Facebook pages alone. Matter of fact, I've got I've got more locations. I've got another one from Red Voice Media that we've got. We don't, we're running out of capability and room to stream. So I've got to, I got to get a new platform to stream about three more locations that we have waiting to go to. Um, so uh, thanks to Ray Dietrich of Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Uh, guys, we got a, a really an interesting lineup. I'm going to kind of switch it up a little bit um, just to make it, just to keep it interesting, make sure you guys are paying attention. So at redvoicemedia.com and lawofficer.com, we have two police officers and a paramedic that, are, have been, that were killed at a domestic violence call. So this is uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Two police officers and a paramedic were killed in Burnsville on Sunday morning. This has been all over the news. And they responded to a domestic violence call. We all know how dangerous those can be. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz announced the initial details of the incident uh, while saying that additional officers were also injured as well. So just one of these things you don't want to have to cover in the news. Um, WCCO reported that there was a large first responder presence and included fire trucks, ambulances, police, and SWAT vehicles at the scene. And one of the SWAT cars had multiple bullet holes visible in the windshield. A paramedic was killed while they were attempting to assist a downed officer. That sucks gunshots were reported at approximately five o'clock in the morning by neighbors in what's typically a quiet neighborhood according to the local reports um and uh burnsville is a suburb of minneapolis so i know we don't have bob kroll you know on the show but that's what we, what we have now look i'm sure there's more information that's coming down the pike in fact someone here might even have some more information on that but just a uh, uh, a horrible scenario but we lost a firefighter who was trying to save a cop yeah that's that's pretty bad randy yeah, I actually have uh, some uh, information on this. Um, this is this is a lot more evil than uh, sounds even on the uh, on the news. Uh, this so here's here's the here's the the real scoop. Um, uh, the wife found her husband in bed with his daughter, who was in the ninth grade. That's what caused this thing. So she uh, called law enforcement um, and uh, she called 911 and then dispatched her to scream and the male screaming uh, at the at the at the wife and then the phone went dead. Um, the officers got there. Um, they got ambushed when they walked in the house and um, there were seven kids in the house at this during the entire time that he shot the police. Um, he had uh, an M4 
shotgun, multiple handguns, and rifles, and was a regular shooter. So this guy knew what he was doing. And after uh, this whole thing uh, played out, and he, and he killed um, those officers, he shot himself. That's that's the that's the real scoop here. It's sickening, just sickening. So was he at least a good shot when he shot himself, <laughs> and hope, hopefully he died? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah he committed suicide. He 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 did that well. That uh, yeah, and he instead of instead of doing it. At first, he had to take some heroes with him, which is just the, the war on cops. The violence taking place towards law enforcement is is at a uh, just a, an epidemic level. No one is afraid of shooting at the police. You know, Travis, it just goes to show you when you're rolling up on a scene, you have no idea what the circumstances are, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, everybody in this profession ship understands the danger of domestic violence calls, but you know, we do go to a lot of them. We go to multiple every shift typically. And, uh, and the reason there's so many calls is probably why the numbers are so high when it comes to violence. But, you know, first off, God bless that the firefighter, you know, I mean, I never thought I would, I would be in an era where we would be where firefighters and paramedics would need ballistic vests. I never thought we would be there. And we see those across the country that obviously are asking for them and need them. Uh, secondly, uh, Tim Waltz is one of the worst governors in America. He has created a lot of the hatred towards law enforcement. He has lied consistently about law enforcement. So when anything he says, don't trust anything. I don't care what he said. He was sort of the first one that came out and discussed this virtue signaling at its finest. Tim Waltz needs to shut up when it comes to this profession uh, because he continues to lie all the time about things he knows is a lie. You can watch the fall of Minneapolis if you want to get just a little tidbit of just some of his lies. And so he gets no respect for me, nor should he from anybody in Minnesota or law enforcement. Um, you know, I don't know why in America we don't want to expose this evil. Uh, I know that's sort of a side note here, but as Randy just told you what happened there, you're not going to hear that in the mainstream media. Just like you don't hear anything about the Kansas City shooting anymore because, my gosh, it happened a week ago. We don't hear about that anymore. We seem to want to shelter people or for very political narratives, not talk about the evil that is out there. And I think it's become it, it comes in contrast with the politics that we have geared towards this country, many communities where we don't think criminals should be behind bars. We don't think evil exists. It's a, it's a product of something else. It's a product of whether they say it's racism or white supremacy or the bad cops out there, whatever they're saying, they're sheltering evil. And I think we need to show a light on evil, just like they would, by the way, if some police officer said a nasty word on body camera, it'd be all over the news tonight. Uh, so we need to sort of point the finger at what the problem is today. And obviously this is a, horrific horrific tragic example of that but it starts with the small things like randy said when you when you don't hold people accountable when you constantly bash cops when you constantly turn a blind eye that's why last year was an all-time high in ambushes uh traditionally higher than normal on officer line of duty desks uh, chip i've been teaching a class on uh winning the ambush and, and uh pre-attack indicators for many years and i've been tracking the numbers i can remember when i used to say that 2016 was the highest year in ambushes with 18. we've surpassed that by three times last year and this year's tracking the same way we need to get back to the basics there is evil in the world criminals need to be behind bars we need to protect victims and you need to support the men and women that do that, which is the men and women behind the badge. So God bless that community uh, and what they're going through. Every other officer out there hearing this, 
Watch your back. Watch your six. Do what it takes to go home at night. I don't care what your chief says. I don't care what your mayor says. I definitely don't care what Tim Waltz says. You need to protect yourself and get all this political nonsense and this woe is me nonsense and this anti-cop nonsense out of your head. The basics have not changed, Chip. There has not been one case law that has changed in the last 20 years when it comes to officer safety and the things we do, whether it's use of force case law or anything else. And so nothing's changed other than this society is losing its mind and they're pointing the finger at the wrong people out there, which is cops and not the people they ought to be pointing at, which is the evil and the dregs of society that we witnessed yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, well said. And, uh, and Lieutenant, you got a, uh, Steve Patrick, uh, shouting out to you, you know, online. Um, if this wasn't a bad enough story to cover and look, I, you know, the families of these people involved are in our, you know, in our prayers, including the spouse and the, and the daughter, um, we can't forget about them, but, uh, guys, here's another story that we're going to, that we're going to cover. I'm just going to jump into it now. Um, this video, it didn't happen last night or over the weekend, but the video is, this video um, has been released um, at rumble.com. And it's at, uh, you know, this is Butter, our favorite law enforcement video channel. Fargo police officially released a body cam of a deadly ambush attack that killed an officer and a suspect. <laughs> God. 
He's the only one. So we're going to jump in North Dakota. Um, the Attorney General on Thursday, um, August the uh, 17th, uh, well, it says this body cam was released from, I guess, from a Thursday, uh, from a shooting back in August. Um, this body cam video, the officer responsible for the shooting killing a gunman who ambushed Fargo police officers on July the 14th, he neutralized a wider community threat because he took out the serious bad guy. Attorney General Drew Wrigley and Fargo Police Chief David Zabowski, they held a news conference on Thursday to make public that Officer Zach Robinson's body cam video that was on that was recording during the shooting that claimed the life of a police officer, and it also injured two other officers and a bystander. They made that public. So it uh, shows the three officers who were struck by Muhammad Barakat's rapid gunfire. Sounded automatic to me, Dan O'Kelly, um, just seconds before they were hit. And Officer Zach Robinson's immediate response, shouting, hey, hands up, multiple times committing our bad guy, Barakat, to drop the gun at least six times. And body cam video from Officer Jake Wallen, a different officer, shows Wallen unholstered his gun and nearly got off a round on the gunman, 37-year-old uh, Muhammad ba uh, Barakat, before he was shot and killed. Horrible. Guys, we're going to get into this more. We've got some more stuff coming up. Stick with us. Commercial break. We'll be right back. Right, certainly by now, you guys are familiar with the new Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo, the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. Yeah, I wore some of my duty boots from them uh, during the rain last night. And, hey, you know, if you haven't been there lately, please go there and check them out. And, and notice that I said, that they've got a uniform program and they're leading in uniform and in clothing equipment and gear provider for law enforcement. They're second to none guys. So if you haven't been there lately, go to the new goals at goals.com slash Leo. And look, they don't have stuff just for, just for law enforcement. We've been talking about firefighters, unfortunately in this last story, but firefighters and military, they take care of them as well. So if you have a family friend or loved one involved, you know, in the military firefighting or in law enforcement, they have goals, gift cards. You can hook them up. So go to goals.com slash Leo, and please consider doing that. You'll be glad that you did. Yep, they're absolutely second to none and a fantastic company that we all stand by. Hey, so now we're introducing Aero Defense by Aero Precision at aeroprecisionusa.com, a beacon of durability, dependability, and all-American craftsmanship in the realm of duty rifles. It's all born from an aerospace engineering company, so you know they know what they're doing. Aero Defense by Aero Precision demands perfection because settling for anything less is not an option when your life is on the line. Visit AeroPrecisionUSA.com for a lineup that matches every discipline. Now, since 1994, they've quietly led the AR Builder Parts domain, and now they're making waves in the complete rifle arena. So, hey, Solus Bolt Actions, stay tuned for this, because the M4E1 Pro and the Mod 4 handguards are hitting AeroPrecisionUSA.com later this year, and they are the embodiments of duty rifle excellence, and they're now being tailored for the civilian customer. So, guys, pay attention. So, in addition, their M4A5 I'm sorry, their M5 AR-308 platform is nothing short of spectacular. So don't settle for less when you can absolutely have the best. Go to AeroPrecisionUSA.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. We left off talking about a uh, video that's just been released, and it's involving uh, you know three officers that are struck by Muhammad Barakat's rapid fire um, you know, from his long gun just seconds um, after they were hit, Officer Zach Robinson's uh, body cam is showing him yelling, hey, hands up, multiple times commanding our bad guy to drop the gun. And then body cam video from another officer, Jake Wallen, shows that officer Wallen unholstering his gun. He nearly got a round off on the gunman, who's 37-year-old Muhammad Barakat, 
uh, before he was shot and killed. Now, on Thursday, AG Attorney General Wrigley said that the officer, Wallen, did in fact fire one shot before he was struck and killed by our bad guy. The shooting happened as the officers are processing the scene of a routine traffic crash. The injured officers, Officer Andrew Dodas and Officer Tyler Hawes, and a bystander, Carly Coswick, have since been released from the hospital. They're still recovering from their injuries. And uh, it also says that authorities revealed that the bad guy had been planning a much larger public attack and that he had been searching online for articles about mass casualty incidents and the downtown street fair suggesting that he intended to open fire on thousands of the people that attended that event. His vehicle was loaded with three long guns, four handguns, more than 1,800 223 caliber bullets, you know, shot from, you know, typically what, an AR-15, and three canisters filled with gasoline, two propane tanks filled with explosive materials used for target practice. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, and, and Randy, thanks for giving us the inside, you know, information on the prior story, which we just got, you know, two tragedies here. Um, any comments on this? You know, Travis, you just got done talking about, um, you know, ambush shootings for law enforcement, and then we're dealing with this story. This is the Fargo story, Chip? Yes. Yeah, you know, that video, I'll be honest, uh, uh, the listeners, when this hits Rumble, needs to watch that. It's, uh, it's troubling. And it's troubling in a number of ways because it shows law enforcement that there's no amount of safety or concern you could put into a situation. Sometimes these things happen. It's horrific. There was no indication prior to this that this was going to happen when you watch this. And then it happens so quickly. And you know, we have these organizations over us, Chip, that have been doing nothing but throwing out fancy words to us. Oh, you need to be empathetic. Oh, you need to have intelligence-led policing. Oh, you need to put sanctity of life in your policy. All these fancy, feel-good words. I, I, I just wonder. I just wonder if anybody has taken a look at the direction of these organizations, the directions of our policies, the directions of our training over the last decade, and applying that to the violence that's been occurring against law enforcement, and the mental state that that creates in the minds of law enforcement and asking themselves, is this helping? You know, I don't think we're ever going to be in society that you see. I've been in the Philippines a number of times training their, their law enforcement officers, and they don't really have rules like we have. I mean, it's militaristic. If you don't, if you don't comply one time, rifles are pointed at you. That's probably not going to ever happen in this country, nor do I mandate it or ask for it. But sometimes, sometimes it takes violence to stop violence. Uh, and I just, you know, maybe it's just anecdotal. I just don't remember seeing these type of videos through the years. And, uh, you know, we're, we live in a, in a country, in a violent country, you know, when Grand Theft Auto is the biggest selling media media platform in the history of our country, uh, billions and billions of dollars, you know, that's sort of what we have in this country, the culture of this country. And we're always gonna have these things like Fargo happen. But I wonder overall, are we really, given the advice and given the training and given the policies that can protect us the best that we can. I don't think we're doing the best that we can in the areas of officer safety. Everybody's out there touting, you know, whatever program or silly pledge we're signing or 30 for 30 this or 45 for six, whatever the silly chiefs are doing to virtue signal so they get their next job and pad their resume. But at the end of the day, if you are a leader in an agency or you have a squad of people, your biggest responsibility is to protect the people that work for you the best that you can. Keep it in mind that sometimes incidents like Fargo may happen, but God forbid that you're not doing all you can when this does happen so you can, you know, 
have peace because I can't imagine someone like, I hate to get back to him because he's such a coward, but someone like Tim Waltz, who clearly has put in practices and has advocated for things that could hurt cops. You know, he may sleep well because he's a psychopath, but he will be judged one day for his actions. And I just think every individual officer, every individual corporal, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, major, whoever it is, the people around you, we need to get back to the basics, Chip. And the basics, as I said, have not changed. There's evil out there. There's people that want to do us harm. We need to prepare our men and women behind the badge to protect themselves the best that we possibly can. Amen, brother. Uh, <laughs> good, good words. Good words, uh, Dr. Uh, Travis Shane. Well, and Chip, I just want to say something. I, I'm fired up today because the people in like your chat, tell. the people in the chat are putting me up for a vote for um, – uh, Jesse James, do I look like Jesse James? And how am I not Billy the Kid? I mean, I know I'm a little old for Billy the Kid because Billy the Kid was like 19, but I think I'm more like a Billy the Kid. Just letting you know. All right. So let me ask. Let me ask. Did, did I understand this correctly when I was watching this? Did that one officer issue multiple commands for the guy to drop the gun instead of shooting him when he had the opportunity? Yeah, way too many yeah that's what the article that's what the article said i know it was a pretty dynamic scene because you know i'm watching a bunch of people saying that with that that's what the art that's what the article said yeah now randy think about this think about this think about what we're putting in the minds of police officers right 24 7 critique they know everything they do is going to be critiqued from every angle right i mean we have chiefs that have put ai behind body cameras to pick up words they don't like okay and yeah. so there's a hesitation there. I don't care how, how tactical you think you are when we are more scared if we're, if we want to, cause I, you, you're like me, Randy, you and Dan, you speak to cops all over this country. They're more scared of being canceled. They're more scared of, of what the prosecutor is going to say. They're more scared of what YouTube's going to say. And the activists are going to say sometimes and going home at night, but the evil that we face, they're not subject to that. They have not changed. We're playing with technology and virtue signaling. They're playing with evil. And it's and you can't catch up to that. And noncompliance, as I say time and time again, is the first indicator for every act of violence. And you're fortunate if you get it. Sometimes you don't get noncompliance. An actual ambush, you don't get noncompliance. And so when you get noncompliance one time, drop the toys, drop the taser, and get after it. Well, thanks. Dan, I know you're going to say something, but we only got five seconds till we're going to break. We're getting ready to talk about ghost guns. I know Dan's going to be all over that. But, guys, stick with us. The bottom of the hour, we will be right back. You know, guys, are you struggling with the ins and outs of warrantless searches and seizures? Or what about the liability of getting it wrong? Say hello to bluetogold.com. They translate search and seizure doctrines into clear, straightforward concepts that any officer can relate to. Plus, they give the training for free thanks to bluetogold.com's free weekly webinars. Now, next week, they're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. It's true. Sign up at bluetogold.com today. Join thousands of your peers in blue and step up your legal game because, frankly, you and your agency cannot afford not to. All right. Another new sponsor, AU Fire at AUFire.com. It stands for Accuracy Under Fire. It's the gold standard in tactical simulation. And for the first time ever, agencies and Leos can safely simulate being hit by gunfire, knives, and other objects in AU Fire's dynamic force on force scenarios. If you've ever wanted to train your officers or want to see how they react in real world situations, now you can, all while improving their decision making, return fire accuracy, and life preservation skills thanks to AUFire.com. 
Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. Uh, guys, you know we had some dialogue going on before the uh, commercial. Any uh, Anybody else on this? Or if not, all right, it's time to move on to ghost guns then. So I know Dan's going to start fanning himself here in a minute. So let's see what we got going on here uh, with the uh, with ghost guns. So there's two articles, and this is at lawofficer.com. The first one is titled Regulating Ghost Guns, and then we're going to um, then we're going to jump into another one that is uh, Minnesota Democrats introduce a bill to ban the sale or transfer of semi-automatic semi-automatic firearms. So starting off with the first one with ghost guns, federal jurisdiction over firearms comes from the constitutional power to regulate interstate commerce. I'm taking this from the article that's at lawofficer.com. And it says, therefore, guns that are personally handmade for personal use and not for sale or distribution, known as PMFs, are not subject to the complex web of firearms regulations. And this has not historically been a factor in violent crime, but technology has increased the ability to make firearms outside of factories and licensed gun makers and firearms dealers. And these hand-assembled functional firearms they're now called ghost guns because they lack the traceability of traditionally made firearms. And it goes on to say that according to the White House 2022 press release, 20,000 PMFs were seized by law enforcement in time period, uh, reflecting a tenfold increase since 2016. And in Baltimore, uh, police seized an average of six PMFs a day, reflecting a 400% increase over just a few years ago. It goes on to say that a quarter of those are taken from persons under the age of 21 and as young as 14, and the ghost guns are valued by violent criminals and drug offenders. And although usually untraceable, the ATF requests law enforcement to submit these PMFs for trace requests for statistical purposes, and that ghost guns are a challenge to investigators and a challenge to those who see their rights to custom-make guns for the personal sporting use threatened because proposed legislation is trying to regulate um, these custom kits, for lack of a better term. And uh, I figured we'd just touch on that, Dan, before we go on to the next one. Yeah, in general, this issue has been going on for over 10 years. Uh, it's, you know, I have I first testified about this in San Diego in 2014. And I, you know, I merely pointed out that ATF is not in charge of making the definitions. They're not in charge of making federal law. They're in charge of enforcing what is in the law but uh, 10 years ago i pointed out that the part of a firearm which atf considers to be a a receiver which therefore would be a firearm uh, there is no such part in two-thirds of the guns on the market i just told the truth in a testimony and that parlayed into four other cases to the point that atf lost so many times they finally tried to write a new definition of a firearm frame. Uh, Once they did, then federal judges began pointing out to them that it's outside their jurisdiction to write federal definitions and federal laws, that those new rules that ATF came up with, which don't have the force and effect of law, were then thrown out. Uh, The current situation is that the 
a federal judge in Texas back in June put a stay on ATF's new law and said, no, that's that's not happening. You don't, you don't have the authority to do that. And then in August, the Supreme Court put a stay on that judge's ruling saying, look, it's going to stay status quo until the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and or the Supreme Court looks at this and makes a final decision. So that's where it is. It's sort of in a limbo condition. Uh, but ATF's position is that these buy-build shoot kits are firearms. And if you look at the definition of a firearm, it says a weapon which does XYZ, expels a projectile by the action of an explosive. Well, these kits are not weapons. These kits are the materials to make a weapon, uh, but they're not weapons, just like a pile of lumber and nails is not a deck or a tool shed. You have to turn it into one, and once you do, then fine, it is what it is. Uh, but that's the back and forth that continually goes on. Yeah, well, thanks. Now, Travis, I know Billy the Kid is probably a big fan of ghost guns, so I expected you to meet your microphone and talk on this particular topic. No, listen, I think it's so fortunate to have Dan here because, you know, the gun debate is so riddled with uh, myths and lies and misconceptions and misdirection. And so it's great to have Dan here. I would I just wanted to say that the last time I was on with Dan, uh, he encouraged me to go to his website, gunlearn.com and take the test. And <laughs> listen, what a phenomenal resource. And I have to admit, and he probably knows this if he looks at the admin side of his website, I've done postdoctoral work. Chip. I, I've done extensive research. My dissertation was upwards of 400 pages with 100 pages of citations. I gave up. I gave up. I'm not worthy of what Dan's doing. So I just want to thank him for the education he's putting out there. And the next time I could dedicate a, a week to it, I'm going to get on there and learn as much as I can. But uh, what an incredible resource. He's doing great, great work out there. Thanks, Travis. Well, if you're ready to dive into the next one, Dan, let's go ahead and take a uh, take a stab at that one. Um, you know, we talked about ghost guns. Now let's jump to Minnesota, where the uh, Democrats are introducing a bill to ban the sale or transfer, the sale or transfer of semi-automatic firearms. So a left-wing legislator in the Minnesota House of Representatives introduced this bill to ban the sale or transfer of semi-automatic firearms and introduced it on the first day of 2024, the legislative session. It's called HF 3570, and it's authored by Representative Lee Fink, a transgender Democrat from St. Paul in the Minneapolis area, right? So under HF 3570, Minnesotans would be banned from selling or transferring a variety of different firearms. Now I'm assuming that means that even if you've got a, you know, your dad dies and he wants to leave you a gun and it's gonna get transferred to you, that's not gonna happen now, I guess, underneath this new law. Among the guns that would be subject to restrictions are the AR-15 semi-automatic rifles, regarded as the most popular firearm in the country, this AR-15, um, they're the most commonly used rifles in, uh, for a variety of purposes marksmanship, training, home defense, yada, yada. And there's roughly 20 million of them in circulation throughout the U.S. And with dozens of other firearms being restricted under HF 3570, uh, Rep. Fink's bill is one of the most wide-reaching anti-gun bills in Minnesota state history. And specifically, it would ban people in Minnesota from participating in the sale, gift, as I thought, loan, assignment, or other delivery. They covered the full gamut of many commonly used firearms and a violation, listen to this now, a violation of the proposed law would result in a felony conviction. So they have <laughs> they have made this a criminal, not just a criminal, not just a misdemeanor, it's a felony conviction with a penalty of $25,000 fine, five years in prison, or both. It goes on to talk about they've got a background, uh, I'm sorry, a buyback program, 
And the provision of the bill is supposed to take effect on August the 1st of 2023, which, of course, is already passed. But there's another Minnesota law that says that they cannot pass laws that are retroactively active. So they screwed up on that one because it looks like they were just such a hurry to pass this thing. It, 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 it's, it's just a mess. So, Dan, start us off on this one. Yeah, well, anybody who knows me knows that I support the Constitution. I quote what the law says. Uh, this, the left is the leftist agenda is all about control and they can't control the populace as long as the populace is armed because you're either armed or you're vulnerable. There are no two, you know, there are no options other than those two. Uh, so, and, and they want your guns, you know, as Brett Bartlett says commonly on this show, they want your guns. Um, and they're going to start with the semi-automatics. You know, they have to demonize what they go after. They have to go after them in baby steps. Once they get the semi-automatics, then it's going to be any multi-shotgun or, or whatever. It's going to, you know, they're going to put a, a, uh, a catchphrase on something else. You know, we've all heard Saturday Night Specials. We've all heard Street Sweeper. So they'll put some other catchy phrase on some other category of guns and go after those for eventual disarmament, and then they have control of the population. Uh, this whole thing is so ridiculous. I mean, it's being proposed, as you said, by some guy in a dress who thinks he's a woman now. It, just consider the source. Um, as far as these buybacks, when you think of a gun buyback, think as if they were buying back junk cars or cars. They wanted to get cars off the street, right? Right. So if you bring in this car, we're going to give you something of considerable value in, in trade for it. What cars are going to get brought in? Are you going to bring in the car you need to get to work every day, take your family to the movies? No. You're going to bring in the junks. You know, you're going to slap together some some go-kart and bring it in and go, ah, here's a car I don't need anymore. Uh, that's all they're doing with guns. People are dummying up uh, what aren't even real guns and bringing them then laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, they're turning in junks. The people who are turning them in, if it's not people doing that, you know, it's uh, it's people who don't want to have a gun in their house in the first place. These people are not your problem. These are not the people who are out ambushing police officers. These are not the people who are fighting tooth and nail at traffic stops and shooting police officers and firefighters. Uh, buybacks are moronic. All right. Beautiful stuff. And you even got thumbs up for Randy Sutton. He just doesn't. He's like, you know, he's like smoking the bandit. He only takes his hat off on one thing. Randy never gives thumbs up either. So, yeah. Hey, stick with us. It's our last commercial break with GunLearn.com. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've actually made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first, and it's the only company that offers a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. And hey, it is Dan O'Kelly's company, by the way. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all factions of law enforcement. Now, you can start the day with online training, or you can sign up to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did.
Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. So uh, Dan has been schooling us on the uh, on the whole gun scene here. Um, any more questions or input in reference to this? All right. Anybody going to uh, Minnesota anytime soon, Travis? Well, I would just say this, Chip. Uh, these politicians, I hope the audience understands what they're doing. Uh, they're nothing but hypocrites, right? There's been times when Democrats have controlled every single thing in Washington, D.C., and they change very little. Same with Republicans. You know, they say, we want your guns. And Dan's right. It's about control because it doesn't make any sense what they're doing. Because at the same time, they have armed guards. They have armed security. They have guns. Same with electric cars, right? I saw a recent video from Latrell, the congressman of Texas, and he says, hey, they're all trying to make everybody go electric cars. But look at this video. None of them are driving electric cars. So it, it's unfortunately we... Uh, we are a republic that is that is putting faith into people to represent us, but to represent themselves to other people. There's no doubt there are good people in D.C. that mean well, but they're just outnumbered by these scam artists, unfortunately. Hey, Chip, in another example concerning firearm control, I just spent the week in Chicago and I, you had wow. to laugh out loud. Downtown Chicago, the entry door to every business, every hotel, every apartment building, every restaurant, every store has a sticker showing a revolver with a line through it. You know, nah. no guns allowed in here. And this is their this is their answer to I mean, we yeah. all know the reputation of Chicago for gun violence. And this is their answer, you know, because we all know that anybody who's bent on doing what this guy did who ambushed three cops and a fireman. Well, he's going to get to that sticker and he's just going to go, ah, well, I can't go in here and then just go back home. I mean, yeah. who is that stopping? That's stopping the people who are not your problem. The people who come up with these ideas are utterly clueless. Well, I see that as an incentivizing, you know, the, uh, the criminal activity because when I'm a bad guy, those are the stores that I'm going to hit because I know there's mm -hmm. not going to be a patron in there with a the gun that's going to take me out. No good guys exactly. with guns. Exactly. Yeah. Counterproductive. No. I, I, I got a question here. So the, 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 these lawmakers, quote unquote, who are putting forth this legislation, it's blatantly unconstitutional. There, there's no way in the world this is going to pass a constitutional test. Sure. Even they have to know that. So don't they have some someone advising them, why even go through this nonsense? Because it's not going to pass constitutionally. Why Isn't there some semblance of common sense that, that plays some role here? That's my question. No, honestly, I, know the I know the answer, by the way. Right. But <laughs> in comment on that, Honestly, one of the first things we point out in every one of our seminars that we teach is if you're waiting for the part of the course where gun laws make sense, you can get up and leave now if you want, with all due respect, because it's not going to happen. Gun laws don't make sense. They're made by people in general who don't know anything about guns. Um, it, it's just insanity. It's crazy. Yeah, it really comes down to the fact that the masses in D.C. are not about fixing problems, right? They're not about fixing. They're about creating problems because we have a solution for violent crime in America. It's called jails, right? It's called throw people behind bars for decades. That's the solution. It worked well in the 90s, Randy and Dan. And so um, 
but so they're really not in the business of solving problems and protecting American citizens. They're in the business of creating problems so they can then talk about the problem at the next election and get all the money they can from donations. So uh, they're dealing, you know, their their voter base, the people that are coming up with this must not have a lot of intelligence because anybody with a brain can just look out there and see. We've been talking about gun control for decades. We've been talking about the border for decades. We've been talking. Oh, climate change. We've had to change. First, it was getting too cold. Now it's getting too hot. And the data wasn't matched up. So now we just say climate change change like we don't know what that is so they're really just not in the business of solving problems it's really unfortunate because we have opportunities to do great things in this country but the people that represent us by and large uh, are not on the on the same ship so to speak well look i got this last one i think we have time to get into it's at rumble.com our favorite law enforcement video channel again this is butter it's a leaked body cam and it shows Suffolk police fatally shooting a suspect who stabbed an officer in bayshore <laughs> Um, it's a dynamic video. It's a short video. It's only 18 seconds long. But uh, and again, look, I'll just I'll just get this out there for people that are listening to our, our show audibly uh, podcast radio station. Please stay loyal to those outlets. They're bringing you this good quality content. And, you know, our show is live Monday through Friday during the lunch hour, 12 to 1 on Eastern time. But we take the live show and we'll embed every video that we talk about. We'll put pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. And we'll put it up the very next morning, nine o'clock in the morning on our Rumble channel called Leo Roundtable. And we do that Tuesday through Saturday, so it makes for a great option to watch the show. So this man who allegedly attacked a police officer, stabbing him in the snowy front yard of a Long Island home, was fatally shot and killed Saturday morning. So we have three officers from the Suffolk, police, uh, Suffolk County Police Department. They respond to a home around 9 o'clock in the morning for a 911 call about a domestic disturbance. Here we go, another DV call. Two of those officers walk up to the front of the home with one of the officers opening a screen door and the caller's husband allegedly charges at them. The man was armed with a large knife, and when he jumps on top of one of the officers and starts stabbing him, then we have an, another officer, you know, I'm, I'm praying finally, you know, finally takes, takes action. The suspect identified as Tequil Woodson stabs the officer repeatedly, clearly intending to kill him, according to the story. Now, one of the other officers tried to use a taser. Yeah. Yeah, you heard me right. Try to use a taser, which apparently did not work before the third officer fired their service weapon, striking the man. You're right, Randy. The suspect was transported to the hospital. He was pronounced dead, thank God. The uh, injured officer was taken to a local hospital where the doctor said a full recovery is expected, but there is a possibility of nerve damage. And uh, it, it, it kind of closes saying this was a justified shooting. With and here's, and here's what the commissioner, acting commissioner Robert Waring says. Justify shooting without the decisive actions of these officers. One of our officers would have been killed today. And I'm thinking, or, or you know, or, or with decisive action, maybe they would prevent it from being stabbed. He said he's grateful the officers are going to be going home to their families, but that's what the commissioner had to say. Uh, guys, commentary on this? Whoever wants to start. Dan? Yeah, similarly to the video in Fargo, uh, after the suspect has been shot, he's laying prone on his back. You see the guy in Suffolk County raise the knife up above his hand, I mean, he raises his hand up in the air with a knife in it. Uh, the officer tags him a couple more times. Whereas in Fargo, this guy has already shot three people. He's laying prone and he's raising this pistol and he's shooting into the air. I mean, I wanted to mention this earlier, but timing didn't work. Uh, once someone has used deadly force against another and they're on the ground, this you know, drop the weapon, drop the weapon until you're blue in the face is sort of 
an archaic practice. I think we need to move into the, you know, what Travis brought up earlier in the Philippines. They don't play all this soft and fuzzy stuff. Uh, you're justified in using deadly force. Use it because people are dying out there as a result of us not doing it. Randy Sutton. When I read, I didn't see the deployment of the taser, but I read it in the, in the body of the, of the, of the uh, story. Um, I almost lost my mind. I was, I, and then, and then the, with the, how the, the scenario played out, I'm trying to think who on earth would deploy a taser in these circumstances. This is insanity. And this is what we're training our cops to do. We're training our cops to, to die in the line of duty by, by training them to use their freaking taser when that's not the appropriate use of force. And they, Randy, and they on it. Randy, we're using toys and technology. They're using deadly weapons. It is. I'm almost to the point to where we need to wipe the slate clean with all this nonsense over the last decade and get back to officer safety the way it was supposed to be. I mean, uh, we didn't even get to the other videos that showed very similar issues with the taser. So uh, you guys are right. I mean, this is we are killing officers because of the cowardice of our leaders. They want things to look good versus officers go home at night. Stop worrying about de-escalation. And, and show me the studies that say any of that works that they're talking about, Dan. We, we have a female streamer saying, just advertising, saying I'm, I'm ready to be robbed. I, I suspect she's packing. <laughs> so, oh, you got you to love it. Great, great show today, guys. Uh, you know, we're out of time. But uh, but great topics and uh, and hopefully we'll hopefully we have some people thinking on this. And, and that said, Randy Sutton, tell us a little bit more about the Wounded Blue and also the Guitars for Cops program. And just leave me fifty. You got thirty seconds, buddy. Very very proud that that some of America's biggest country stars like Reba McIntyre, Dirk Bentley, George Strait, and and many many more have signed guitars to help the Wounded Blue raise money. Go to guitars the number four cops.com and get your guitar now while they still last and also go to the woundedblue.org and support this organization that helps injured and disabled officers across the country right i i concur hey a shout out again arrow precision galls aufire.com gunlearn.com bluethegold.com and my medicare.live thanks to the free press of tampa fp for carrying our content redvoicemedia.com for carrying our content see you guys back tomorrow 12 noon eastern time thanks <laughs>